This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almunia saves, knockout follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter-attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. everybody hope you're all well well if you've uh, been enjoying the uh, the cricket and especially the fifth and final test seeing us have a bit of a fairy tale ending with retiring Stuart Broad scoring a, a six with his last ball and taking the wicket to win the final game to to draw it but I appreciate not everybody is interested in cricket Justin you're not interested in cricket even remotely are you not in the slightest Peter no good evening how are you Oh, I'm all right. Thank you very much. I'm all right. We thought we'd come together to have a little bit of fun and obviously to just go over a couple of things. I'm sure, obviously, everybody has seen all of the news and all of the comings and goings, but it might be worthwhile just having a little reflection. But I thought what I would do, what I would do, I thought, was with these Twitter spaces each time, I'm going to set a quiz. I've decided. Just unilaterally. So I just sat here and wrote something out. I would like to know anybody who wishes to reply and the first one in wins and we'll see how everybody goes on over the season in terms of keeping score. I want you to go to the Twitter and click on the reply and put this in the text and tell me, if you can, the names, just the surnames will do, of every Watford player who has scored in an FA Cup semi-final. And the first one to get all of them wins three points and goes straight to the top of the table. You see what I'm doing here? Top of the table, start of the season. Nobody really cares about the table after one game, although I'm sure, but judging by judging by various things, some people will be upset if we do not have three points after QPR on uh, on Saturday, but we will see. But there we go. If you can, and if somebody hasn't beaten you to it, all of the Watford FA Cup fi- uh, FA Cup semi-final goal scorers. Justin, how many of those do you think you can pick out without naming any? Oh, goodness me, Peter. If it's, this is a bit like, do you remember on Going for Gold, where you had to go, I'll go for three or whatever? I, I think I can probably name off the top of my head two. <laughs> if you don't remember Going for Gold, and let's face it, what are we without a 1980s quiz reference? It was a daytime, it was so bad, it was a daytime TV one, and it was by Henry Kelly, wasn't it? Who used it to be on Game for, Game for Love. And I think one of the, he used to say, because the question was, what am I or who am I? 
And uh, one, one of the one of the wonderful comedy programs he d- did one where he was going, "What am I?" And it was just, "You're a wanker, Henry." And that's the kind of thing that I like to remember. <laughs> so going for gold, what can we say? Going for gold with the Golden Boys. It's almost like we wrote this, but really we didn't. It's a new season. You'll have seen various sarcastic things being put out because Justin, you're you're in a bit of a a, a grump with regards to the with regards to the transfer activity, and whereas whereas well, I'm I'm more of a grump about what people might be thinking. There you go. Outgoings, outgoings I'm happy with. I think we've done very well to get rid of the players that we needed to get rid of. So that, that, is, that has been amazing because you think, oh, they won't get shot at home and he's gone. Or So, yeah, but coming in, I've been a bit like, oh, really, really? Yes, they need to pull their finger out on that, in my opinion. We've already had some entries in. No, Nobody's actually, nobody's actually won it yet. But, yeah, no, it's... Yeah, I think there's still a lot of work to do. And obviously, you'll have seen lots of things on, on, uh, on Twitter and on other social media asking for, uh, asking for more details and uh, more players to be, uh, be signed and brought in. And I, I, I think we covered it on the last time you, my, myself, yourself and, uh, and Carl got together, which was, I don't think anybody's asking for the moon on a stick. Nobody's asking for loads of players. But with the number of players who've departed, it does feel like we are going to be light on the ground or dependent on the youth team players. Now, I'm in two camps about that because I would in some ways rather see some of these younger players getting given a chance. When we last spoke, I don't think it was confirmed whether or not young Jack Greaves was staying or not because I know he was wanted by both Celtic and Brentford and Brentford with their B team kind of arrangement. But he seems to be staying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to ask you for names. I did that the other day. I've learned my lesson. But some of the news that we have seen was obviously the, the senior players leaving were Tom Cleverley, who's now moved to become a performance coach with the under-18s. And good good luck to him from that. I think everybody saw that he was struggling to get himself fit. He was obviously previously the club captain. Dan Gosling had his contract settled up, but was trying to get to either an agreed arrangement with the club or try and or trying to get fit and he's moved on as has Craig Cathcart obviously it's good luck to them moving forward but it did kind of with those three especially moving one of the things that's come up uh, this week has been and it would be great if anybody wants to say anything any comments or thoughts on any of these subjects let us know but obviously the Dan goes uh, the uh, Dan Backman sorry I've got Dan's on the brain uh, the Dan Backman contract arrangement and also his appointment as club captain I wasn't so much surprised about the club captain bit because if you take out Tom Cleverley, Dan Gosling and Craig Cathcart, that kind of mature player, and two of those have been with the club for a long time. You're probably struggling with the squad that we've got to have players who would be a club captain, i.e. it's almost an ambassadorial thing more than necessarily the matchday captain, which isn't necessarily the case. It may well be. He may well be the matchday captain, but it's the club captain. What, what were your thoughts on him being the, the, the appointment and what, what was everybody else's thoughts? What was this leadership group thing? Is it, I, I read something about a leadership group or something. What you typically have from with a with a squad, and most clubs do it down to non-league level where I operated in the dim and distant past. And what it will be is senior players are brought together by the manager or the head coach, and they are basically the representatives for the squad. So they will come and they will interface with the both. I would certainly suggest that the, at the Watford, both the ownership and also the management but they also work both ways and so they tend to be the kind of people who will officiate on fines effectively these should be 
they should be the cultural architects. If you remember when we went back to talking about what the dressing room was like, these are the people who are set up to try to try to enforce that potentially. I think a lot of people who thought Ryan Porteous looked like a go-to guy potentially for, for a captain were a little bit alarmed that he wasn't in that. But obviously, this doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, that he won't be in the longer term, but that's typically what... So it's somebody who will go everything from fines to appealing fines and dis- putting the discipline in to the squad themselves. That's typically what that sort of thing is about. Okay, that's fine. Uh, but I understand Portis isn't even in that, is he? He was excluded from that or not picked to be in that, should we say. I think that he, his was a name that everybody, when he came in, went, look, there's a leader. There, there's a leader in Portis. But... All we ever see is the 90 minutes every Saturday. We don't see what goes on at the training ground. We don't see what goes on in the, in the dressing room, etc. It's not Backman personally. I, I'm not all that sort of glad about here. It's the fact that it's a goalkeeper as captain, which I always think is not always the best. You can't always see what's going on further up the field or I'm not quite sure how well a goalkeeper can affect the game as a captain from their position. But there isn't really any other obvious contender, is there, to be honest? <laughs> And that, that's my point. We've brought in Jake Livermore on a one-year contract. Well, a one-year contract does not really speak to a long-term captain, really, does he? So, so we shall see. But let's hear what other people have to say. Let's go to Martin. Martin, so you know the drill. If you hit your old mic button. And, and a happy new season to you, sir. Season, guys. Uh, there you go. Hello, mate. How are you? Happy new season. Happy new season to you, my friends. Absolutely. How How is your, your closed season been? How, are you relaxed? Or are you are you tense and anxious? Well, I'm not as tense as I was at the end of the season, to be honest. Uh, I'm happy with a couple of designs we brought in. Uh, cool. I'm happy that Backman is given a chance to be captain. Uh, I completely understand with the club about Porter. I think he's a bit too young yet to be the captain. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I think we just all need to get behind Backman because when we went up, he was great in goal. He had a bad season. But I think if we get by him and then I think he'll come good. I think he'll shock us all. I think the the five-season contract, and I think everybody will know a number of players who we've had in for five seasons who've then had to go out on loan or do a number of things in order to not have that salary sitting there. We'll look at that and go, crikey, that's a lot. But as a goalkeeper, he's not that old. No, he's not. He's about 26, 27, isn't he? Yeah, 27 uh, But no, I think yeah. he's in his prime. I think hopefully he'll have a... I've got my fingers crossed for him. I hope he does well. But I still think we're going to get another two players in this week. Morelos, I think, will happen. I don't want it to, but I think it will. It will. And But I want to set Kiefer more. Ah, now this, this is... Let's get to the rumours then, because there, there's been a couple of rumours doing the rounds. Morelos, Alfredo Morelos, who's been scoring goals for fun but getting sent off quite a lot yeah. at Rangers over the last few years. But he looks like a, he looks like an explosion in a telephone box, <laughs> but he does know where the goal is. And Kiefer Moore, who, of course, was at Cardiff. We were talking to the guy, to Ben Bloom, who's an Ipswich fan, and he said he they had him in, and he was fifth-choice striker, wasn't really getting anywhere, got a couple of moves, was at Cardiff, and then got moved to Bournemouth. I'm not saying Bournemouth are any great shakes, but obviously he was part of their team that got them up and then stayed up last season. Yeah. 
And now, it, if rumours are to be believed, that there, there's us and Cardiff, and and another team was supposedly in for him, which was Stoke yeah, City, they but they ended up. Stoke. T- they, <laughs> so goodbye. Now, yeah. <laughs> They they are doing it. It was an interesting thing because I saw an example, a comparison of Stoke City signings this year and obviously this morning on social media. And one thing that's got to be considered about Stoke City, which is obviously, yes, they are the club that they are, but they are, it's the Bet365 stadium yeah. because they are owned by the Coates family who are multi-billionaires having basically created the uh, uh, Bet365. And last season or the season before, it was definitely in 2022, that, that family basically wrote off a total of £160 million worth of debt. Yeah. If it's a if it's a normal situation, they probably wouldn't be getting in as much as they have, but they are fairly moneyed for a championship club. Now, people might ask about the debt and say, isn't that something that, that, that could be done? Because they took 120 million uh, of loans and basically forgave them, yeah. which is nice. Another way of saying cheerio. And they took 40 million and they changed that into equity, which I don't quite really know how that works, bearing in mind you own the thing already. <laughs> but hey-ho, it was it was written off by hook or by crook, but they, they've got a lot of money. But they also went in and they got the lad from Aston Villa, Wesley who hadn't done particularly well at Villa, but he had a couple of unfortunate injuries. But they seem to have taken him. Who So there we go. As for the thing about Wesley, because I know we were linked, we were close getting him, weren't we? But in a way, it was a risk. And I think somebody was saying about him that Stoke were willing to pay, like, the last forget because they got him for a year, haven't they? So we wanted him on a loan. He had a year left on his contract, I believe. But we've got Wendover waiting to come on, everybody. And that's Wendover. That's the family name is now transferred to Wendover. I'm not having Thika anymore, Greg. I'm telling you that now. Who, who will tell us all about that? But I believe they basically have taken over his one year remaining from Villa as, a, as he would have been on loan. So they've taken on a high wage for him. Obviously, one hopes that nobody wants an injury on anybody, but no. you want to make, we, we wouldn't want to take that on with that much of a, a risk, yeah. perhaps. <laughs> Go on in. So, out of your your rumours, your favourites are Kiefer Moore. You think he would be uh, a good? I think Kiefer Moore will purchase. come in, and I think hopefully a lot of people will agree. But the one we were linked with at the start of the season, Callum Styles, I mm-hmm. really think we're, he's going to be our last signing in the window. I think he's because he can play anywhere. I think that Barnes will drop the asking offer. I think we're going to get him at the end of the window. I think that's going to be right. a big signing at the end. Oh, big signing. Callum Styles of Barnsley. Yeah, I, I, my I, I, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, no. He, and he was part of the Millwall team that, that did a spang to rights twice last season. Yeah. You're absolutely right. He's hugely adaptable. And, uh, and in the squad him. that we've got, yeah. that would be really something. I think his take, I think his buyout clause is, is fairly yeah, well yeah. known now. Uh, two, million. Uh, two million. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, but I just think I... Gino's just going to negotiate the hell out of that. Go yeah. on. Sorry, mate. But the thing I don't get, we've made all these sales and all that. I was working out, mm-hmm. we must have at least 15 to 20 million to play with. I was working that out earlier from Pedro with on obviously the debt, Kamar with, with last season and Saul last week. I, I think we must have between 10 and 20 million to play with. <laughs> We may do. I think the concentration that, that the club have made, and this was called out at the Q&A, was bringing the wage bill 
Damn. under control. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and those people who say, well, who who increased the wage bill are not wrong. They're not wrong at all. But it's a bit it's a bit like if if an alcoholic is trying to stop drinking, you don't ask him who why did you start in the first place? It's just <laughs> get on with it kind of thing. So there there is an element of sustainability. My question would be whether or not that twenty million, as you talk about there, if there is that amount bought in, because obviously Saar moving to Marseille, Yao Pedro moving to Brighton, and doesn't he look good in the late night friendlies already? I wish more the best. I really do. Absolutely, absolutely. You ask whether or not that might go into the wages, or whether or not we will be keen to actually pay a transfer fee to a team, because it's a little bit like. We've got to sign something. We only spent £50,000. Yeah, but I'm trying to recall, and anybody who can remember, do let me know if we've actually signed a player for cash in the transfer window whilst being in the championship. Because, of course, when the Potsos first came in and we were in the championship, it was bringing across lots of players from Udinese, Kel Surprise. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So there, there were few teams outside of them because until we got to the Premiership. I can't remember, you might know this, but Adam Guardiola, did what, Did we originally get him on loan and then sign him in the Premier League or did we sign him when we were in the Championship? We signed him in the... Let's think about this, because he scored that goal at Cardiff, didn't he? So that would I have been on loan in the... That was on... No, that was on loan in the Championship and then yeah. we signed him for, in the Premiership. Yeah. So no, I, I, I don't think... That. I. I don't think we have paid cash in the Premier in the Championship. That doesn't mean that we necessarily shouldn't. I just like the idea of if you're going to do it, put it into the deal and incentivize a player. Because yeah. I imagine Kiefer Moore would be a lot of money. Now I know he was linked to go back to Cardiff, and as I said earlier on, he was linked to go to Stoke. Thank you, Martin, sir. Lovely Thank to you. hear from you. And, and you have, have a lovely a- evening, and I'll speak to you in the season. Thank you just very much. Before you go, Martin, what's your prediction for the game on Saturday? We haven't beaten QPR for a few seasons so I'm going to go I've had a think if we get Keith Moore in this week I will go 2-0 Watford but if we don't I'm going to go a draw bold very bold yeah I don't, think I don't think we'll lose but I think if we get a striker in I think we'll win there you go. There goes Martin. Very key for more centric prediction table there. I like that. Are there any other players that everybody would like to be seen brought in? Obviously, many players, I have no doubt. But who knows? Who knows? Let's see. Oh, we're getting, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to have a look at all of these people who put the names in here in a minute. This is good. This is good. Lots of people joining in on that nonsense. Excellent. Mr. Wendover. Mr. Wendover, sir. Flush. Flush, I should imagine, from Ash's success in the fifth test. Yeah, I enjoyed that this afternoon. Thought that was going squirrely, and then it got pulled back in, and what a fairy tale end! But hey, enough. One was working from home today. <laughs> yes, I bet you were. The word "work" has never been so stretched no, in actually, all its days. Got quite a bit done today, Pete. Got quite a bit done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Oh, I'm okay. It's been the close season. I've enjoyed the ashes immensely, as I banged on about already. Sorry to bore everybody senseless, and I've not really spent too much time concentrating on on those guys at Vicarage Road just a little bit here and there but but yeah there we are there we are in terms of Martin there Kiefer Moore he likes the sound of that are there any other rumours that you yeah. caught such on that you think would be good I think it's fair to say I think most people would have liked to have seen two or three more bodies yeah. in bought in earlier when we had when the Q&A went on they're talking about having a seven-week preseason, but of course, yeah. if the players aren't in the door, it ain't a preseason at all. That's a shame. But here we are. Who would you like to see bought in? 
I think there's no secret about about this. I was fortunate, as many of you, as, as many in the room were, to have a chat after the meeting. And one of the people, I spoke to Gioretta, and I asked him who he fancied, and the first name he said was King... There's a dangerous question to be asking Gioretta, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. See Instagram for details. Yeah, that's it. He said, yeah, I like Keith Moore at Cardiff, but the numbers are high. And I have to work on Gino, and I have to work to get the numbers down. Now, maybe we pulled out of Wesley because he's made progress and he has got the the numbers down. Who knows? But I I don't think there's any secret. He, He said it in front of a few of us that were stood there. And he said, I really like Keith Moore at, 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 at Bournemouth, but the numbers are high. Wesley, I think I know what somebody told me what, what happened with Wesley. Got a year left, as, and I had a good chat with Martin the other night. A year left on his deal on very high money because Villa paid £22 million for him. A uh, year left on his deal. We were prepared to take him on a loan for a year but go halves and halves with Villa on, on salary. Stoke came in late and basically bought out the last year of his contract. So we'll pay the whole salary. And and I think that's when we walked. So that's that one. One I did hear from a rumour who told me not to tell anybody, but Lou Luke has mentioned it on, on online as well now. Lou Warns yep. is the Zen. Oh, this is the lad from Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. Scored yep. a lot of goals for young boys. It's just no end of this, is it? It's just we pulled out of somebody earlier on. We don't know who he fancies and now. Out and now we not young boys. I hope so. Anyway, there's. <laughs> I have to say. I have to say. Uh, I mentioned earlier on, Frenchie, thank you very much. Lou said, we signed, We because I just said to Martin, we didn't sign people in the in the championship for money. He said, we signed Bio. We did, absolutely. We did, absolutely. Kone, Ferreira, Hoot and Porteous, all for cash, all, all, all last yeah. year's. Absolutely fair play. I'm quite right. I'm sitting there thinking prior to that and not even registering yeah. the last 12 months. Frenchie, yeah. thank you for keeping me honest. Thank you, sir. Yeah, As Pete, always. I can't, I can't remember of anybody prior to promotion on our last 10 year in the championship with the Pozzos who we spent money on. We, we were promoted when we bought Will Hughes, weren't we? Yes, we were. Yes, we were. I'm sure we were. Yeah. Because yeah. of course he was there, but it was for the second uh, for the second promotion. Yeah. So it all starts to yeah. starts to fly in my brain and there and there. I, I tend to agree with you, Pete, that any budget that is there isn't for transfer fees. It, it is to it is it is for the wages. So I think you're gonna look you're looking at out of contract players. You were looking at Ben Manga, Helena Costa. Two stroke three million pound punts, maybe gems that they might be able to polish with maybe one marquee signing, maybe one, which would be more, I would have thought, if that came off. Very that- good, yeah. Yeah, who knows? It could be. We shall see. Just, I can't believe I missed all of those in the last year. It does show that he has done it, but I think we got the idea from the Q&A that, as I say, the budgetary pieces are, it's unlikely, I think, that they're going to they're gonna do that for many, but we will see. We have got somebody, though. I've asked about semi-final scorers. Any that you can remember? 
there, Wendover? Semi-final. Sorry, I missed the start. Yeah. But... So, what I've asked for, and people have put in some answers, and I have, I think, paddleboarder WFC. I think paddleboarder WFC just about takes it, although they've missed one year, but I'm going to, they've still got the scorer in. Who, who scored, do you know, against Chelsea in 1970? No, Barry Endine. No, I mm, No, it was Terry Garber. It was Terry Garber. Against Plymouth in 84, of course, was George right. Riley. Spurs in 87. Gary Porter? No, it was Malcolm Allen. Against Southampton 2003. Marcus Gale against Manchester United. If you remember, the, the first time I can remember us wearing an all-yellow kit was Hamabuatsa yeah. and Dini and Delafeo in 2019. But Dini also got one in 2016 against Crystal Palace. But paddleboarder, who has got? All, I didn't ask for each of the each of the individual games. I just asked for all of the scorers. Has got all the goals and therefore goes ahead in my pointless my pointless quiz of the season award. Paddleboarder goes to the top of the table with three points. Look at that! All the semi final ones. There you go. Can you tell me? This is just between you and I, Wendover. Who's the only player to score for Watford in a League Cup semi final? There you go. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yes, he does it. 3-1, we lost away to Nottingham Forest, but we were a third-tier team. They had just won the European Cup or were on their way to do doing so, I should say. I tell you a funny story about the Gary... Well, it's not that funny. The Gary Plumley semi-final. Oh. I got hit on the eyebrow by a pound coin thrown by the, the Spurs fans. So I was only 14 at the time, and I thought a pound was a lot of money. So I put it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Justin, go on. League Cup semi-finals. You yep. said the only person ever to score in a League Cup semi-final through publicity. Did we not score any goals against Liverpool? We lost both we lost. legs 1-0, didn't we, to Gerard? Gerard Two goals. scored in both 1-0. Oh, for some reason, yeah. I had it in mind that Marne might have scored. Okay, all right, as you were, carry on. No, that's fine. It was just one there, because I was looking at the FA Cup final questions. I thought, that's good. And I went over to the League Cup final, went or League Cup semi-final, and went, oh, that's completely wrong. Never mind, never mind. Anyway, sir, obviously, you'd have seen also the Watford Observer, Mr. Andrew French, has come out and said about some of the reaction to Dan Backman getting his contract yeah. awarded. I asked at the top of everything, I asked about that to Justin. What are, you, what are your thoughts on him as club captain, first of all, and then a five-year contract, and then we'll go to Vinny over in Dallas. Hey, Vinny. Yeah, Martin, who was just on at, at, at his own spaces the other night, and, and yeah, good lad is Martin. Basically, what I think with this is a club captain, actually, what people forget, doesn't have to play every single game. I remember when Pat Rice was club captain, and he, and he was very much a bit part player. Now, this might not be the case with Dan, but there is space in the squad to bring another goalkeeper in because we need three and we've only got two. So you would assume another keeper is coming in and let's hope it is a keeper challenging for the number one spot. As a footballer, it doesn't... It, I've made no secret over this and I try to be positive about most things. I'm not a big fan as a footballer because I think he's a very good shot stopper but I think that's where his game finishes. I think he's poor with his feet, and I think he's awful at crosses. However, but I would never get on socials and have a, and have a go at him because that, I don't think that is the right and proper thing to do. 
Five-year contract. Gino's likes long contracts. Why does he like contract long contracts? Because it preserves the value of the player. So you don't whittle down their contracts. In, if they've got two years left, the price comes down. So that's why he gives out long contracts. Would he be my first choice for captain? No, he wouldn't. However, we've got a, we have got a semi-strong leadership team there. A lot of people have said Porteous for captain. Another thing I asked Gioretta about, Gioretta agreed that he'd make a good captain, but he said, not yet. Okay. Maybe let him settle. Maybe let him mature, perhaps. I think he's only 23 when we brought him down, so he's either 23 or 24. I think as long as he's got a good future at the club, that seems reasonable. Um, Mikey Abraham, thank you very much. He sent through the he sent through the, the the whole of the leadership group, which was Daniel Backman and Ben Hamer, both obviously yeah. mature but one club captain. Wesley Hoot, Jake Livermore, who's only just got here, obviously Imran Loser and Ken Semmer. So they're really they're the senior players, I yeah. suppose, as we have at the moment. Yeah. That sounds fairly Pete, reasonable. I, I suspect. Off, yes, I mate. Off, I'd just like to say what I'd like I'd like for the season. Go on, and I've said, I, I said this on Martin's the, the other evening. I just want to be entertained. I want to be entertained. I want us to have a good season. None of us enjoyed have enjoyed, I would say, the last four seasons. If we go to a, a game and are entertained, I think our league position will be there or thereabouts. I'm hoping this rebrew is going to be, in inverted commas, back to 2012 where we had a fantastic season, didn't quite get there in the end, but my word, were we entertained on the way. That's what I'm hoping for this year. I hope for some positivity. I hope us to have smiles on our faces. I hope us to go to games and leave and feel that we have been entertained. And if we are entertained, I'm happy. With that that in mind, what's your score prediction for Saturday, Greg? 2-0. To Watford, presumably. To, to yes. Watford, whatever. <laughs> yeah. okay. If he did turn around and said 8-0 QPR, that would have been yeah. in trouble there, wouldn't it? I think, um, we'll, win, I think, we could, I think we'll win 2-0, even if there aren't any incomings this week. To be fair, if there are incomings this week, they, they might not be match fit anyway. They might not, not be ready for the game. So I think you've got to think about this Saturday with going with what we've got. And I'm going 2-0. Hello, this is Bill Leslie, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both, in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Okay. Talking about match fitness, it'll be interesting to see if Tom Ince is is included because he seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Not that obviously we have seen much of the matches, and especially last Saturday at, at home to, to to Peterborough United, where apparently we won three nil, but obviously nobody got to see that. I did wonder whether or not it was some kind of logistical operational kind of thing for them, because otherwise you would play that kind of game at the training ground. But it may well have been going through, and I don't know. Making them putting the stew, putting the stewards into their new their new commandant uniforms or what have you. There we go, Wendover. Thank you very much, sir. We Cheers, will see mate. you. Appreciate we will see you Saturday. We will indeed. Yeah, buddy. We will indeed. Indeed. Let's step fly across the uh, the pond to to Vinny. Hey, Vinny, how you doing, sir? Long time no speak. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Busy two weeks for me, just traveling around the US. I'm bored at work and saw you who were hosting a space, so I just joined. <laughs> Are you been, have you been traveling for work or, a uh, bit of both. or pleasure? A little bit of both. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're currently in Dallas. Yeah. From what's the furthest west you've been? What's the furthest east you've been? Like in the US or just like. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. In, in the last two weeks rather than in general. No, I was in Colorado in the mountains huh? the week before last. And then I was in Philadelphia and North Carolina. Oh, there you go. So down the eastern seaboard. There you go. There you go. Uh, With your many travels, we are indeed here. We're just easing our way into, uh, obviously, we'll have a Twitter space after the QPR game with the wailing and gnashing of teeth that will normally follow on from such a game. But uh, how have you been following it from the US? And have you been encouraged, discouraged, upset? Or what are your thoughts on Uh, on the close season? I've really been, I guess, only a little upset that we have not signed that Georgian guy yet. And then that we were linked to the South Korean international starting striker. And that just didn't happen. I probably don't have a lot of good details, but those were upsetting and probably signing comments too. <laughs> yeah. Talk about upsetting. We signed Tom Ince. I think uh, we discussed this before. I think Tom Ince kind of makes sense apart from the fact that we don't seem to have seen him play any time as yet in preseason, which one obviously one would have hoped to, because he signed now, Certainly, but I think about a week or two into preseason. So I, I know he hadn't played a number of games because after he was at Reading last year and his dad was in charge and they fired him with about 12 games to go and therefore he hadn't played much. But you would have thought that they could have brought him up to speed by now. So let's see whether or not we get to see any of him on, on Saturday. He, he's one of those players that you kind of love to dislike. But but when he's in our team, you can just love him because the opposition dislike him, hopefully. Hopefully, we shall see. Yeah, the Korean lad had the feel and flavor of, of Miguel Layun. I don't know if you remember him. Yep. Who we signed from, 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 I think it was Club America or was it one of the Portuguese teams? I can't remember now. And it seemed to be that we signed him because of his massive social media. It seemed like a bigger commercial opportunity. And the lad who was, who I think he ended up going to Michelin in Denmark and he got two and a half million young Korean 13 to 19 year olds following him, which I'm sure there are worse things in the world to have for you. But it wasn't necessarily his football that was confirmed, so to speak. We shall see. I'm not sure that he was necessarily a son in, in that particular regard, but who knows? He may well have been one that we missed up, missed out on completely. You were slightly upset that we missed out on him. Yeah, I was. He, he did it in the world stage. Didn't he have a brace against somebody in the World Cup? It's good enough for me. It should be good enough for Watford, too. I was just oh, there you go. Like, I think you got to get this guy, but I don't know. I know he. I know he scored three goals in internationally, which is that's fair enough. There's no 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 shakes about it. And my only thing is, is bringing in somebody in from 
Uh, and, and I'd have the same thing with with the lad from we were talking about from Switzerland. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but Greg mentioned him earlier on. Is that the championship is a, a, a physical entity in and of itself, and so the reason why I, I would be quite enthused with a, if we did get Kiefer Moore, and I appreciate the, these are only rumours, is that he knows the league, he's rough and tumble, and he's like a he's like an Andy Carroll, but from about 15 years ago, in terms of both Andy Carroll's age and also how you played football then, which was nice, but there we go. So we're playing QPR. Vinny, what are you forecasting for uh, for that as an initial result, bearing in mind QPR don't seem to be pulling up trees. They lost 5-0 to Oxford United the other day. What are your thoughts for 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 the first game at Vicarage Road on Saturday? Uh, I guess it'll be interesting to see this new system we're going to be running out. Val Ryan, the head coach. I guess I, I was I was seeing a lot on Twitter that it's going to be like pretty aggressive without the ball, then possession based with it, just because our players are pretty quality. I'm be really interested to watch Martins and Kone. Kone probably the most because he'll probably be crucial this year. I'm assuming. And then who's starting at striker? Healy? In most of the games, it's been bio, which is why I think most people are looking at Korean forwards and, yeah, and Kiefer Moore uh, yeah, longingly. I, I don't blame him because, oh boy. Yeah. I guess Lord knows what's going to happen there with who's going to put in goals. I guess I saw we were had Morales was linked, the, extra, the Rangers striker guy. I guess it'll be good for 15 goals, maybe. Well, he's yeah, he's quite a, a little goal machine in, but obviously it depends on your opinion on Scottish Premier League football. He does know where the back of the net is. The question is where he fits in a three-four-three or a four-three-three. We've seen variations of, of, of each of those. Right. Um, we shall see, but. Hey, it will be what it will be. Vinny, thank you very much, sir. Look forward to hearing from you through the season. Yep. Lovely stuff. Lovely to hearing from from marauding around the US there. Wonderful stuff. Let's go to Mr. Neil Silverstein on the South Coast. Mr. Neil Silverstein. Oh, you can tell I'm back. Mr. Neil Silverstein, sir, how are you? You're half right. It is Neil, but it's not from the South Coast tonight. Oh, you're out and about. Yeah. A little bit further east than Vinny, so I've been in Bangalore. And now I'm in a place called Chonburi, which is over in Thailand. You just get everywhere. Gets about the far east, this boy, do he? No, it's all work-related, boys. It's all work-related. And it's not a scouting mission for strikers, I might add. I was in Kathmandu two weeks ago, but that was an Indian restaurant in Ibiza, so it probably doesn't count. No. But never mind. There we go. Um, just got to say, <laughs> there we go. So what it- Wendover's performance was appalling and disgusting. Answer the question, God. It's just vile. Dreadful. Yeah. I know. He's just potty mouth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Really interesting couple of weeks. The Ince one, I think, from what... Because I've actually only joined listening to to, to Greg, whatever's been said before, if I repeat or whatever it's... No, go for it. Yeah, the the, the sign is completely uninspiring, if I'm honest, but I think that's just my expectation being wrong. I think there's one or two... I actually bumped into Ince Hotel... In Hertfordshire, so I wasn't always, I'm not always in Asia, a couple of days before he, he was signed. And he seemed really upbeat, was walking quite freely and with a bit of spring in his step. So I was, I've been really surprised that he's actually not featured. So that's, that, that was quite odd because I think, like you said, he's been a pest against us. And I just hope he's still got that in the locker for us. 
Yeah, I think the the news that I heard, but this was probably the best part of three weeks ago, which came out after the Boreham Wood game was, no, he wasn't featuring in the Boreham Wood game because he was on a a personal fitness kind of regime to because he hadn't played football since the back end of March or something like that. But it, but he does seem to have been conspicuous by his absence in the meantime. I think he would be he would be a useful addition. Also interesting that he wasn't in that in in that senior group that, uh, that that put out by, from the club in terms of in, in terms of the senior pros who might get involved what's the phrase the leadership group um because i would have thought he might have been in there but uh, until we see him we shall only be speculating of course um yeah. which, which kind of players have we been rumored with who you would like to see in who would c- come closer to your initial hopes for the season so uh, that group of six i'd love to know who actually chose them that would be a really interesting knowledge and also why give back when the captaincy because I, I think that is quite strange, but I, I'll move on from that because I don't believe yeah. in making some of the statements those others have made. The one that's really excited me that I think has got some momentum from what I've seen is this Morales. Yeah. I, I think if that can get pulled off, that will be a hell of a deal because he really does know where the back of the net is as well as where the red card's kept. Although actually statistically, <laughs> he's not as bad as, he, as his reputation from Scotland leads you to believe. But I, he would be an interesting chap. I think there you'd have a combination of Deeney and Hollibas all rolled into one place, which is really exciting. <laughs> oh, my God. The social media content would be absolutely alarming. I'd like to see it, it that. Would, it would. I mean, I say, just going back to it, one of the other things that about Insta I really was his dead ball delivery, and particularly from corners, because we might have someone, I think I've said it before, that actually can beat the first man on a regular basis, which would be an absolute asset to us. But to answer your question about the sort of players, I'd keep from what I do, and it, for me, if we got Kiefer Moore and also Morales, I would be delighted, but I think it's a case of either, not both. Um, and also, three weeks went over earlier, I can't believe I'm saying this, I do think a good competition or a goalkeeper that's competitive alongside Backman, I think one of the problems that he faced last year was there was no no alternative to him. And mm. I, I've said it many times before, that in a squad, you need options and alternatives in each position because that drives the individual's performance on. And if you don't have competition, what you do is you get complacent. And I think if you look at some of the performances last year across the squad, that was what was happening. And a lot of the players that historically have been complacent have been moved on. Unfortunately, if we don't have competition, then this, this current crop, do have a strong likelihood to drop into that same same mentality. So I think midfield we're fairly well covered. I don't think there's any superstars in. I think loser might, might, if he gets a solid run at it and plays alongside the experience of Huddleston, I think we might see something from him. Back four, I don't think they're great, but then you've got to bear in mind is who are we playing against? What world-class strikers are they going to come up against? I don't think they need to be world-class. I think they just need to be good enough. And if they're well coached, a sort of like an average back four can become quite good. And so that would be my hope. Oh, wonderful stuff. Wonderful stuff, sir. Look, do enjoy Asia. Are you going to be back in time for Saturday? Yeah, I am. I, in fact, I've got about two. It's, it's, what is it? Oh, it's just gone two o'clock in the morning here. I've got a car picks me up at five o'clock in the morning to get back to the airport and then fly home. So I land back tomorrow evening. Um, so hopefully by the time I land, we will have maybe a couple of new decent signings that, that makes me change my mind. Oh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? What's your forecast then? You get back for Saturday. QPR? Win? Draw? I'm going for nil. 
I just don't think either side have got goals in them. Yeah, no, well, that's that's going to be the interesting thing. That is going to be the interesting thing. We obviously know that losing Pedro and losing Saar does lose us a lot of goals percentage-wise last season, and somebody's got to step up. Obviously, you hope that nature abhors a vacuum and that we go and get somebody in who will put the ball in the onion bag. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Thank you very much indeed. Now, we're going to go across to to, to one of our friendly podcast friends. Let's go across to, to Jordan. Jordan, sir. Hello, how are you? This is otherwise known as Watford Analytics, also from the Watford Buzz podcast. Jordan, how are you faring, sir? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Good evening. How are you? Good. We're we're very well. We've been into Asia. Are you based in Canada? That is correct. I'm in Canada, yeah. We are just just flying all over the world because it's just what we do. Thank you, sir. Anyway, sir, you've got a fine analytical mind. I remember once sending you a note to say thank you very much for, what's his name, Adaria Bio? At, uh, at Fulham because my son bought him and put him in his FIFA team and thought you were great. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> I do been, that, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, these dots together, I forgot. Exactly, sir. You've been you've been looking and analysing stuff around. I've, I've seen some stuff, obviously, on how Valerian plays. Ismail, I, never, I haven't decided yet whether or not I'm going to call him Ismail or Valerian yet. You go with me. But also in terms of the kind of the players and availability, what are, what are your thoughts around the new season then? Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think Ismail and his appointment in general will be an interesting one, even just based on the fact of how different the squad is going to look. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk about how weak it looks in some areas, but it's a big change. It's a big change from what he played over the last few years. If he's trying to replicate anything like what he did at Barnsley, then it's going to require a lot more in terms of application, mm-hmm. physicality, adaptability, tenacity, all those things that we were lacking so so much in the last four or five years so it's a big job i don't think the signings have been bad that we've made uh, i was going to give some context as well on ins perhaps i think far away within so yeah from what i gather he had some kind of niggling injuries that were carrying over from last season and uh, at 31 years old i think his inclusion in pre-season is negligible when it comes to the actual game time it's more about making sure he's ready for the season once it gets going so i think in terms of him, I wouldn't be too concerned about his absence. I'm not sure he might have even played some in the last friendly. We still haven't got much information on that. Um, <laughs> Who I don't knows? Think he's one to be, yeah, exactly. But I don't think he's one to be too concerned about. And yeah, cool. he does. He can be uninspiring. I heard a few say that he's, he's a bit of an uninspiring signing. But in terms of just adding tools to to Ismail's locker, I think it's a useful one. He does offer energy. He can be dangerous. He can play in, in different positions. And I think. You, you look at the players we sign, if they've got that flexibility to play in different different spots, that's ideal because the type of football we're playing, we're going to be turning the ball over. Your, your right winger's not, or your left winger's not going to be sat in those spots the whole game. They're going to be working off of turnovers and, and improvising and, and being in awkward positions. So being versatile is, is key. And I think he's one that probably ticks that box. And someone else mentioned earlier, just when I came in about his, his set piece delivery. And I think that's also something which, yeah. which would be welcomed uh, when he's on the pitch too. No, very good. In terms of the tenacity, etc., and I appreciate it was only the Boreham Wood game, but people who saw the Crystal Palace game as well, but I, I went to the to Boreham Wood game and it was like chalk and cheese in terms of from the last couple of seasons of can't even be bothered to shake a leg to looking, not that it was a fate, not that it was a completed tactic or level of coherence but you could see that they've been coached you could see that they were right the ball's here I need to go I need to make this run I need to go there far more than we'd seen certainly for the last two seasons maybe three seasons who knows I think there'll be a lot more for you and the guys to analyze from a tactical point of view 
this coming season on the Buzz podcast because you really do tend to go into the, obviously with yourself there, into the deep dive analytics of each game, don't you? Yeah, and I think I think with Ismail, it's, it's even more interesting too because he's always changed a little bit from from club to club. Where he was at, at West Brom and Barnsley is quite different. Same with the ship test too. And I think finding out what he tries to do with us will be interesting. A quite limited view of pre-season, but I don't think it'll be quite as gung-ho as what we saw at Barnsley where it's literally kind of two passes and you're, you're knocking the ball into space and having 30, 30% possession and so on. I'm not sure if we have the, the the personnel for that, but some sort of hybrid, we have a little bit more of the ball. You can have a little bit more control at times, but I think it's probably a good thing that we are going into the season a little bit, maybe underestimated is, is a harsh way of putting it because maybe that is where we no. be, but we're seen as, as a team that's going to have a, a bad season. I think that's probably a good thing for us at this point, because I, I think if we come out fast, come out of the traps quick, then we can shock a few teams. It, it might not be perfect. And I think there's still enough, plenty of room to, to to bring some more guys in and help. But it's definitely going to be a, a different a different look Watford side. At least that'll be the intention. We'll see if these, these players can actually make that change. Bio was certainly looking a different animal and trying to play with his back to goal. And I'm not saying he was the end of the world by terms of doing it, but he was at least actually doing it coherently albeit against Boreham Wood. Boreham Wood aren't a bad non-league outfit, to be quite frank. They he did all right. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Also, as you say, because of the personnel he's got, it wasn't like they didn't have a, a Daryl DK who they can hammer the ball and he'll run in off the back or he'll drop in. And He's quite a physical specimen. I always isn't quite the same kind of person. What are your thoughts on on some of the rumours? I appreciate you might not want to chat, chat about rumours, but people like Kiefer Moore has been mentioned. Morelos, I can never pronounce either of those names correctly. What are your thoughts? Do you think they are... You're definitely in the Ismail camp. I've noticed that. I'm going to go with Ismail now. So you've influenced me that much. In the Ismail camp, what do you think about either or both of those? Would they fit in or would it be one or the other, do you think? I think just based on the individuals there and just even from a wage structure and impact standpoint, it's going to be one or the other if they are genuine yeah. considerations. But I think Morales is, is someone that I don't know if you can perhaps get the discipline out of him. That you need. I don't mean in terms of sending off some yellows and so on. I just mean... Off the ball, you've got to be precise. You've got to stick to the plan somewhat. I'm not sure if he brings that. Obviously, you can argue that his goal record will speak for itself, and that's enough. But I, I think the idea is to create a team that plays beyond the sum of its parts rather than this kind of individualized team setup we've had in the last few years where you're relying on the likes of Pedro and Sarr. I think you need to really make his now successful. You've got to have a, a team that buys into it, and that's why Barnsley were so good when he was there. I think Moore is, Moore is definitely further along that kind of line of thinking. He offers you something which Ismail's generally used, which is that bigger body guy up front that can play with his back to goal. I don't think is good at that. I think his build-up is lacking a little bit. And Moore does give you something different in that respect. So I think, yeah, there's a good chance if they're looking at targets that might be available. He's one that kind of slots in relatively easily and offers you something. He's 30 years old, so not a terrible age, and someone that could definitely compete for that forward spot, especially when you've got the likes of Healy, who offers you something completely different. Yeah. Is that kind of tenacious forward? In a much different manner than if I big physical more. The, I think the, the important thing is having variety and having options. I don't dislike the fact that Bayer is not the same as someone like Moore. It's just if you've only got him Peely, then you are perhaps taking away a potential kind of avenue of attack for Ismail, which he's, he's favoured in the past. So if you want to give him the best chance, then having an option like that, I think is probably the smart thing to, to look into. 
Play to his strengths, play to his strengths. Excellent. In that case, there you go, people. We've all decided we're now going to call him Ismail. That's how democracy works around here. Jordan, thank you so much, sir. Obviously, guys, do go over and have a listen to the Watford, the Watford Buzz podcast and also your YouTube channel, Jordan which is yeah I've not posted that in a while actually I should get that going again at some point but yeah Watford Analytics on YouTube as well which yeah hopefully this season I can get some stuff up there a bit more consistently and yeah hopefully there's something that's worthwhile talking about soon yeah fingers crossed so what are you going to go for win draw or loss on Saturday I'm going to go for a 2-0 win Watford (laughs) we we all know by the way that everybody who's gone for a win everybody's looked at Oxford 5 QPR 0 and looked exactly what they've done in the it's let's face it doesn't necessarily translate through to the full season Jordan thank you so much mate much appreciated always lovely to hear from you let's go across then to just quickly just very quickly a couple of people have tweeted a a screenshot one of them one of the people who's done this is Uncle Ron a supercomputer has been predicted the championship 23-24 table these were the results now have you seen this or am I no I'm, I'm on here I'm where straight do you on reckon this, this supercomputer or more likely a bloke called Clive using Excel has put Watford at the end of the 23-24 season I would guess 23rd ah 21st Oh yeah, with fifty-four points and a minus nineteen goal difference. Oh, yeah. that's going to save everybody a hell of a lot of time, people. It's we finished twenty-first, so now you can all just take basically from August through to May off. If if I knew that, if I knew that, I'd be. <laughs> if if you could predict that, you'd be creaming the money in. Fair play. No, never mind. Never mind. It doesn't matter whether or not people where we are at this moment in time. I saw somebody was talking on something the other day and mentioned Malky Mackay coming in and saying. We need somebody who can come in at the back and organise, bring him out. Malky McCoy, from my memory, was signed on the evening before the start of the season. And he came in in his first season, if you don't recall it, back in 2005, 2006, saw it promoted. And him promoted for the third time consecutively, having done so at Norwich and West Ham beforehand. So there is time to get all of this done. We all know, I think everybody knows, we would have liked to have signed more and I don't just mean Kiefer, more players and had more bodies in uh, in the squad and, and been in a stronger place. But the window has not yet closed. It doesn't close yet for another month. So we'll see where we go. Anyway, enough of that. We posted up our first blog of the new season only last night, which has had many views from wonderful Mr. Jack Foster from across the way. Jack, sir, how are you doing? I am very happy to have uh, to have some football back. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's dovetailed nicely with the cricket, I won't lie. It has that has kept my head above water, quite literally. What have you been making do with? What has been the methadone to the football in, yeah, over there for you whilst been waiting for it to come back? In the latter stages of last season, the American rugby season started up. So I've been doing a lot of writing about that, and that kind of stretched yeah. into the middle of June, but that has since come to a close, and the off-season for us is nightmarishly long. And so the month of July has just been barren on the sporting end, but I'm prepping to go back to school, so that's been occupying me. Cool, cool. So what are your thoughts on, obviously, we've seen some of your thoughts on the uh, on the preview, which is available on do not do not scratch your eyes.com and go to the blog territory or just follow it on from our Twitter, which was your thoughts. Anything to add to the thoughts or do you want to summarize your your blog from yesterday? Thank you to the the person who who, in response to that blog, reminded me that I'd completely forgotten about Livermore. I was hyping up Edo Kayembe after the Palace game 
as this maybe he's going to steal some minutes. But of course, with the more experienced Livermore in there, I can't see that happening as much now. And I think that preview as a whole, and my opinion remains this way, painted a painted a kind of rosy picture of what the season might be. If I were to give us a, a f- or predict a final place for us, I would say eighth uh, is where I would see us finishing. Ooh, okay. I think a lot of people are hoping that we see a bit, of, as, as Jordan mentioned there, some kind of tenacity and some energy more than necessarily having to hit the playoffs. But I think obviously we would take the playoffs. Is your eighth dependent on not making any more signings at this moment or based on what we've got at the moment? I am a little bit on the fence as to the signings. I have learned in my time watching Watford that logic does not necessarily apply because we may all think one or two more signings is what we really need. That would almost lead me to expect that we're done with signings. Um, mm, we'll say, so we'll say, I, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to add to that forward line. Cause we, we are, we are undoubtedly short and shy of goals. But what was your thoughts on, on Jamal Lewis? Had you seen much of him when he was at when he was at Norwich? Nobody's seen very much of him when he's been up at Newcastle. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of him filling in at at left back. I'm partial to the idea of just playing the kids and seeing what happens. Putting in Morris on the left and right, Adiemo up front, Adu somewhere on the wing and so on and so forth but that's not going to happen but in a season where the expectations are not necessarily in the dirt but lower than they might be otherwise yeah i I feel like that would be a good strategy but it's not what we've gone with i'm glad you said that because i do i must confess myself i have flitted from i wish we had more bodies in to just play the kids because i think they're you know it's worth seeing them and having a go and back again i've been all over the place this close season in terms of it as i say fortunately that the the ashes has allowed me to just duck down a little bit which has been nice i've enjoyed that very much i've enjoyed that very much so we look forward to 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 any blog contributions that you wish to make it the Jake Livermore accepted. It's yes. been very well received. Do you think your blog on uh, at the weekend, I'm, do you think I'm it's going to be reflecting on a win? Just a draw? Oh, look at this. This is what I love. We come together. We can all have a chat and a laugh. And this place, guys, uh, as always, the Twitter spaces, it's just, I don't care if we lose 6-0. Come here and have a laugh. Yeah. Because we, let's face it, we remember the Premier League. We have done 6-0 defeats and had a laugh here. We'll just do that because too many people are being to each other on, on social media. Exactly. Because it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if somebody else thinks something else. Justin and I don't always agree. Okay, the world doesn't fall in. Just be nice to each other. As as Mr. Pete Fincham has put on the Twitter spaces, why can't we spend this season being nice to each other? A lot of Watford fans are calling out other Watford fans because either they're too negative or they're too positive or somewhere in between. We really we we just don't need we just don't need to. It doesn't matter. If you think something different, do you know what that does? That makes an opinion, that makes a conversation. Come here, whatever your thoughts, mm-hmm. be they positive, negative, or anywhere in between, you can come here and uh, and say what your thoughts are after a game or whenever we're periodically firing managers and backroom staff yeah. and what have you, all of that sort of stuff.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.